Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Welcome back to the 45th episode of the Jake and Joe Show. I'm Joe. I'm Jake. We got an action-packed, adventure-filled episode for you this week. I think I say that basically every week, and I mean it basically every week. Yeah, we've been doing a good job. Our first segment this week, we're going to be talking about an EQ test. You might have heard of the IQ test. We're going to be talking about the EQ test. It stands for Empathy Quotient, and we're going to be getting into that right off the bat. Then we're going to be hitting up Song of the Week like we always do. And then we're going to wrap up the show with everyone's favorite segment, Writing Prompt, baby. Oh, yeah. Wait, is it called Writing Prompt? It's It's Speed Writing. It's called Speed Writing. But I always call it Writing Prompt. (laughs) Anyway, Speed Writing, baby. (laughs) So let's get into this. What is the EQ test, my boy? Well, the EQ test... My boy. ...was developed... My boy. ...by a man named... Simon Baron Cohen. (laughs) <laughs> oh, and a female a oh, woman named Sally Wheelwright. We did well, not they notice were, this they were the totally, first time. They were totally doing it on the down Yeah, they were together. They were, yeah, for oh, yeah. sure. Don't tell his wife. Um, sorry, Dr. Disrespect. That was rude. <laughs> so far this season, we have, I mean, there's kind of a trend of us talking about like personality and stuff like that because we've done two episodes on the personality test. Right. And now this will be the third episode of this season out of five where we've done some type of personality-ish discussion. Uh, So this is on the empathy quotient test. It was developed in 2004. Its purpose is to analyze people with autism and Asperger's syndrome. Simon Baron Cohen and Sally Wheelwright found that there wasn't really a good test to measure individual differences you know, in, in that domain. Everyone was kind of lumped in. It was either autistic or not autistic. You have right. Asperger's or you don't have Asperger's. So they developed a way to uh, analyze how autistic or how Asperger's. I, I know that's not right, but I don't know the word for it. Right. So this is a it's a 60 question test. And after you take the quest, you're given a the quest. After you take the quest test, completed. <laughs> it's a side quest. After you take the quest, you are given a score out of 80. Anything below 30 is considered autistic or... Or could be autistic. Or, yes, yeah. is uh, highly related to other patients that have been... That, that have done this test that have autism or mm-hmm. have Asperger's. We, we took the test and we got our scores and we went through the questions and we pulled out a few of them that we thought were the most interesting, where our answers differed the most, and we figured we'd bring those up and discuss them. Right. I think a few of them we have here, our answers don't differ. They're basically the same, but we still wanted to discuss those. Right. So uh, if you want to start, what uh, what was your score? What'd you get? I got a 46 out of 80, which I feel like is, is pretty accurate, because as, you know, as uh, much of a person with limited emotion I am, I feel like I'm not really low on that scale i just don't really express myself so 46 out of 80 felt felt right i think when we talk about you having like limited emotion and being emotionless it's i mean we're doing it joking most of the time right because clearly you're not emotionless right i mean it's definitely on the low end but right i do feel <laughs> i do you you do have a yeah. heart what i got you, i got a 52 out of 80 so i'm less autistic than you yeah <laughs> I, I actually thought that um, you would get significantly more. Seeing my 46, I was like, oh, Joe's going to get like 60-something. Once we were going through our answers and comparing them to each other, we answered 
a lot of them very similarly. Right. Um, I, as, as much as I am a campaigner and I like put myself out there and stuff, I guess, and my wife would probably vouch for this and maybe my parents a little bit too. Sometimes I can be like a little bit, I don't know, non-caring of what other people think. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I've, and I've struggled with that where like, I'll say stuff and I'll think things that, you know, you, you shouldn't really say without first considering what other people might think. And I've, I've had, I've had this issue ever since I was a little kid. I'll, I, they call it speaking before you think. Right. And I, so I've done that a lot. It's gotten me in trouble a lot in school and that type of thing. So seeing my 52 out of 80 didn't really surprise me because while I do, uh, empathize with people and, uh, try to understand where they're coming from, there's a part of me that's like detached and doesn't think about things. Right. So... And I think that's natural to a degree in everyone. For I sure, think, yeah. I think everyone's going to be there on some level. I mean, we we're the only two who's taken this that we that we've seen scores of. We should uh, we should have like Googled other scores and like see where national averages fall. That type of thing. Like, is fifty two high? Right. That's that's true. I would assume that the average would be somewhere in the middle. So maybe closer to my score would, would right. be average. So am I above? Maybe slightly above. All right, so one of the first questions that we decided we'd talk about, uh, it was question four on the quiz, if you guys feel like taking it. Jake's gonna, Jake's editing this episode. He's going to throw a link to the test in the description of the episode so you can find it uh, pretty easily. It's on psych- psychologytools.com. The first one is, I find it difficult to explain to others things that I understand easily when they don't understand it the first time. So a better example of this is, you know, I'm I'm really good with computers and there's a non-tech savvy person that I'm trying to explain something to. I explain it to them and they still don't understand. Mm-hmm. Now, my answer to this question would depend on what I do next. Do I get aggravated with them? Do I get angry that they didn't understand and have a hard time explaining it? understanding it rather or do I be patient with them and explain it a second time dumb it down a little more and make it easier for them to understand right what did you answer for that? I said slightly agree because I do find it difficult to explain myself when they don't understand to begin with yeah because usually I only have like one way to express a thought and it's really difficult for me to sit here or wherever I am and try to explain something a different way um, I was trying to think of a specific example where it's happened to me in real life, but I haven't really had teaching experience in any capacity capacity or right, in any right. way at all. So I couldn't think of a specific example, but I felt uh, generally I would say I'd find it difficult to, to teach, essentially. I've actually, I've, I've had this happen to me before, uh, and I, I don't find it difficult. I mean, my, the example I gave being a tech-savvy person and dealing with people who aren't tech savvy i've had to explain uh technology and stuff like that to a lot of people before i mean i've done it several times here on the podcast where i've explained things like uh free sync that type of thing i mean that was just the season i've explained uh ipc and stuff like that in previous seasons when we were talking about like amd ryzen and stuff like that i enjoy explaining Mm -hmm. i enjoy taking things that are complex and hard to understand and explaining them in a way that's easier for people who don't understand to understand. I like that sharing of knowledge. So mm-hmm. I don't find it difficult at all. If I explain something to you and you don't understand it, that's on me. I didn't explain it to you in a way that you understand, so let me give it another shot. Right. I'll explain it ten times if I need to. It doesn't bother me at all. 
Another question we really wanted to talk about was question six, which is, I really enjoy caring for other people. I think <laughs> this was one we were polar opposites. We are You were strongly opposites. agree, right? Yes. I would strongly disagree. And that's just, honestly, I have no good excuse. I just don't like taking care of people. I'm just not good at it, so, I feel, and I don't like the responsibility of another human. Right. Let's go a little... Let's go a little deeper to this. Like, does okay. it mean, like, when someone is sick, you don't like taking care of them? Or just, like, general everyday, I have a boo-boo, please make me feel better, I don't feel like it. Well, the really, the question is, I, I really enjoy caring for other people. It doesn't say, I would... Or I do care for other people. I don't find enjoyment in it. So you, but you, you do reluctantly. I basically. would reluctantly care for people. So, yeah. and I, I'm not saying. I assume it means like a, like a sick thing, like when people are dependent on you in some way. Right. I think I resent that a little bit because I myself don't like being dependent. In some ways, I in you don't some like ways being I have dependent? to. Be. I don't like being dependent on others. Oh, okay. okay. I like. And unfortunately, in some ways, I have to be, um, but I, I resent it strongly. And so when other people are in that situation where I have to take care of someone, I just don't like it because I don't even like having other people take care of me in any capacity. So right, right. It's I think that's just where it comes from mentally for me. So when you're sick, if you have the flu, you're I like... do not expect anyone... Like, it's nice if someone was to think about me or like say here here's some soup but when is when there's too much like every hour if someone were to come in and check on me i'd get really annoyed it'd be like i'm fine please like i can take care of myself uh-huh so you don't like being because i've been in that situation i don't like being babied no. no if there was some small amount like uh let's say let's say i have the flu and adria you know checked on me before she went to work but she went to work and just did her thing and understood that I could take care of myself for eight hours and right. then come home and ask how I'm doing and just leave it at that. Yeah. I feel like that's the proper amount of taking care of somebody. Now, if she were to think like, oh, she she needs to stay home and take care of me. And I'm like, oh, woe is me. I'm coughing <laughs> and, and I'm puking and I can't stand to do anything by myself. Then I just feel like I'm useless. And, and that's why I think for another person, I'm explaining this because... If I were on the other side of that, it would just bother me because I know that to be that dependent person would bother me so much. Uh-huh. And I just couldn't, I don't know, couldn't differ, couldn't think of the other the other way. See, I guess I'm like a combination then of like both because I enjoy treating people that way. Like if Michaela was sick, I would like to take care of her. Yeah. Like that would that would be fun for me, but on it would the be other fun, hand, so you'd actually would enjoy it. Yeah, I would. I okay. would enjoy it. Yeah. But on the other hand, if I was sick, I wouldn't want. Like, I don't really care to be treated. I mean, I guess it's take it or leave it. Like, I wouldn't mind being taken care of, but I'm what's not going to go out of my way what's to your be taken care feeling? of. Feeling like say, say she already asked you how you're feeling, right? Yeah. And then an hour goes by. And she asks again if she can do anything for you. Like, what do you think your primal feeling would be right after she asks you that? Thankful. Okay, then you enjoy it, I feel. Like, I would... Well, I mean, like, you can be thankful but not enjoy something. Like... Okay. I guess... Oh, well, I guess it depends on your so EQ. So appreciative. Like, I, yes. I can be appreciative without being, right. like, gung-ho about something. Right. Like, I've gotten bad gifts for Christmas and stuff like that in the past. 
and I'm appreciative that someone would go out of their way to get me something. Absolutely. But I don't have to enjoy what they got me. Right. Um, that being said, if she would like check on me every hour, like offer to like make me food and stuff like that, <laughs> Leave um, me alone. I'd be pretty psyched. <laughs> You would be psyched. Yeah. Okay. So you would enjoy it. Maybe. Okay. See. But I don't like go out of my way and like beg for attention. No, no, no. I'm not like and be like, take care of me. Please. Oh, it's been baby. 30 minutes. Right. No, but I'm like, I don't know if you want to take care of me when I'm sick. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say okay. get away from me. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I, I don't, I personally don't like it. I knew that'd be a good one to talk about because we were so That's different. That's so there. weird that you, like, I'm trying yeah. to understand not and like, like. I don't know. It bugs me so much, dude. I don't know. Next the, time you're sick, the I'm first... going to stop by your house like oh. 10 times. Hey, Jakey, how are you It's feeling? sad. Like, the first feeling I feel is, is annoyance. I'm just like, go away. I'm fine, you know? Why are you Unless I'm dying. Like Unless I actually feel like I'm dying. Yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe you could bring me to the hospital. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Luckily, that hasn't happened, but... Well, I mean, you did have cancer... Yeah. We, we almost lost you a couple months ago. Yeah, that's that. true. It could have. It was close. I wonder what would happen. You know, sometimes I think I'm like, uh, if Adrian hadn't pointed it out, and I still had that lump on my neck today, I wonder if it would have spread by now. Because if it had spread, most likely it would have gone to my um, lymph nodes yeah. and possibly bones. And once it's in your bones, you're done. You're done. That's so scary. It dude. is scary, dude. Because at the end of this year, there's potential that I could have just. I could have been dead. Dang. And I think about that a lot. I think it really has impacted me quite a bit, more than I thought it would. I mean, yeah. well, yeah. I, I think that's natural. That's that's yeah. heavy. It's making me try harder in school, I think. It's my whole... Well, we'll get to that later. Let's talk to the, about these questions Well, first. no, no. Let's talk about it now. Let's, uh, natural. Natural well, I guess, I guess. We can come back to it. We got time. Well, Don't so rush. my first week of school... Was I'm taking all online classes. I'm taking philosophy, ethics, uh, psychology, technical writing, technical uh, math, and intro to communication. I did all my assignments, everything by Thursday. Hundreds on everything so far. I know, I know. Wow. I know. Well, what's what's Doc's thing? When uh, he's like, he's like impressive. I know, or something like that. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Can't okay. Remember. <laughs> but I was trying to remember it so I could say it. But uh. I was so surprised at myself with how seriously I'm taking it compared to old me in in college. I was so bad. I was getting C's and I was like just skating by and I was okay with it. Yeah. Because think, that social aspect meant so much more to me. Right. And do you think it, it could also have something to do with the fact that you might have been going to college back then because that's what you were expected exactly. to do. Exactly. And now you're going because now you I want, want to. to. And I actually, there's something I am interested in. I've spent years seeing the other side of not going to college and what it can entail. Right. And I don't want to waste this experience for several reasons. You know, one being, if I were to fail again, that would be so embarrassing. Well, you didn't really fail. Did you? No, no, I didn't fail. I just stopped going. Right. So, yeah, I failed. (laughs) No, you didn't fail. You just stopped going. There's a difference. (laughs) Right. I quit. It wasn't (laughs) because of my grades. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, it would be so embarrassing. But the biggest drive isn't really the negative one. It's just that I now have a future that I can kind of see a little easier. Like, I have Adrian now. Before, I was just like a kid out of high school. Right, right. I had my whole life ahead of me. I had cancer, 
in between them, and I could have been dead. I could have died. Here I am still alive. Let's not waste this opportunity that I'm still living here, you know. I'm set up with the opportunity to go back to school. And a lot of people, A, either don't take that opportunity and just live their lives with a job, which I'm not saying is bad. It's just not for me. Uh And, And B, even if they want to take the opportunity they're just not set up in a manner that can i don't have too many bills right now and that's the only reason i can afford to work 28 hours a week right while still going to school full time and that's that's a major thing it's very important to me and i'm very happy that i am a completely different person um when it comes to school now i'm very excited although this all being said this is just the first week. So <laughs> right. we'll see. A month later, we're going to come back and Jake's like, guys, I'm dropping <laughs> I hate out. myself. I'm dropping out of school, guys. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> this was a mistake. I'm just going to be a teller for the rest of my life. <laughs> I was born to be a bank teller. <laughs> yes. <laughs> see, aren't you glad we didn't skip that? Aren't you glad we talked about that now? I guess. <laughs> oh, I just don't want to detract our dear listeners. From the most important thing. Hey. EQ. I think if we're interested about talking about it, our listeners will be interested in listening. So. Exactly. No, no, nothing wrong with a little tangent here and there. Right. All right. So next question was question 11. It doesn't bother me too much if I am late meeting a friend. All right. It did so bother did you... you and it did bother or didn't bother yeah, me. Yeah. It bothers me yeah. a lot to be late. Well, another issue I had with these questions is that it was really hard to be objective because the questions were very vague. Like this one. This was just late in general. If it's five or ten minutes late, I don't mind being late. Uh, if it's like an hour late, that's uncalled for. So I don't know exactly what form of late they were I don't talking know. about. Just like I guess just the first thing that comes into your head, just being to late. To me, it was like five or ten minutes. And I was like, you know what? It's not a big deal. Um, you can go ahead and explain how you do feel that way, though. I, I don't think that if I was five or ten minutes late, I would be absolutely distraught. Right. I would be like... It's okay, but... Like, would you walk in the door saying, sorry, I'm late? Yeah. You really would? Oh, yeah. I would not say that for 10 minutes. Like, well, I might not say, I might not say, sorry, I'm late, but I would be like... Like, vocalize the fact that you are late. Yeah, and here's the reason why I was late. Like, I would make sure it was known why I wasn't there quite on time. Uh, I gave gave you an example before we started recording. Yesterday, I went to Mystery Man's house Mm -hmm. to hang out, and uh, I was told that to show up by 7.30... And Michaela and I pulled into Mystery Man's driveway at 7.30. We were right there nice. at the time that we were said we should could show up. And I like I felt good. I pointed it out to Michaela. I'm like, look what time we're pulling in. Like, I like being where I say I'm going to be on the specified right. time. That's that being cool said, speed. I'm late to work a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's just work. That's different right. altogether. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't like being late because, I don't know. You said you were going to be somewhere. Why not be there? It's like not being there on time shows like you don't really care that much. I don't know. I don't think that's true because things come up. Like if you were to ask someone at 3 o'clock when you're going to be here and they say 5, things happen between 3 and 5. Like you can't expect that the only thing that they're thinking about between that time is being at your house But you shouldn't have said 5 then if you don't think you can be there by 5. You That's, should have said five fifteen, five twenty is when I'll be there. Yeah, but and what then if be you're a little late early. again. Be a little like I don't know. Be why would you? What, wanna, what well, is happening? Why think so, so hard what's, about what's it? What's gonna happen? Because being timely is important. What what could happen? So. That's like not if it's a friendly off? visit. 
not a friendly visit. You know, like if you're just hanging out and you're not really doing anything or going anywhere right off, it's not a big deal. If you were to say you'd be at my place at 6 and you showed up at 6.15, I wouldn't give a crap. Yeah, but I would. Because, like, what what happened that is so important that I couldn't be where I said I was going to be? It doesn't matter because it's does. none of my business. It, it should be because you're expecting me. You're expecting me to at 6. And then I'm just hmm. like, it's cool. I'll show up 15 minutes late. It will be okay. No. Oh. No. I just, I, I don't, I, we can't come <laughs> to the middle grounds here because I, I have, like, no feeling of of sadness or anything when I'm late. Except if I'm, I'd say like half an hour later more, then I would be like, yeah, you know, this is what happened, but I don't, I wouldn't apologize. Here's the thing. We can go off on another tangent. I used to apologize for everything. I used to be that guy who like bumped or or like someone else bumped into me and I apologized. I hate that now because one time when I was working at the New Balance 10 sale, I was apologizing to my friend for something stupid um, and it really wasn't even my fault. And he said, hey, man, it's not even your fault. And he said, you apologize too much. And at first I was thinking, well, how can you apologize too much? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I started thinking about it. And I'm like, he's right. Like, why would I need to apologize? And, and there's a lot of situations. We don't need to apologize. You got your own life to live, you know? So in that situation where I said, I'll be there at six i'm back at 6 30 i do feel bad and i would explain why uh-huh. but i wouldn't like say sorry unless like i very visibly inconvenienced you okay you know what i mean and so this is just, just one like, example if this is just like casually hanging out yeah and it didn't like screw anything up like it didn't mess up our plans like say say we were meeting for a movie and you mm. show up half an hour oh yeah late. that's messed up dude that's that's very obviously like but just casually yeah. coming over to hang out here for the afternoon. Yeah, because you know, come on, like we're going to be watching PUBG videos right. and recording podcasts, you know. Right. It's okay to be a little, you got to understand your situation and you got to have some leniency depending on what you're doing. I guess. I guess I can, I guess I can see that. I don't necessarily agree. I still like being on time, but I can right. see where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's not a reflection of how I feel about the person. Not at all. But you need to be thinking that that's how they might be feeling. Yeah, and need, that's why it's to, on the EQ test. Right, and there's another question that says you need to put how easily how easily can you put yourself in someone else's shoes? Right, like I, I, you might. I not said be strongly thinking, agree to that. Right. Honestly, you might not be thinking that it reflects how you feel about the person, but they could be thinking. Right. He doesn't care to show up on time. Maybe he doesn't want to come here. Maybe he didn't want to be here, and he's just showing up because he's trying to make well, me happy. See, humans have this thing where like we think everyone thinks the way we do so since i don't have that thought about other people when they're late i just automatically assume no one else has that thought right so i i guess i can see that i just i don't know maybe it would be cool for like a week or two to consciously think about putting yourself in someone else's shoes instead of just going doing what humans normally do like you said mm-hmm. and just assume that everyone thinks the way you're thinking right consciously ha- make an effort to think about their perspective. Right. And based on how much you know them and how you know their personality, how they're going to feel about things. Right. That was a question on here, actually. Was I think it? it was, yeah. That would be cool to try. Yeah. Another question that we got uh, significantly different opinions on is number 32, which was, seeing people cry doesn't really upset me. Um, I said that it does upset me significantly. Uh, actually, no. We both thought they... 
This is one yeah. we agreed on, but for different reasons. Yes, and that's why we wanted to talk about right. it. Right. So the reason why we're bringing this up is because we handle it differently. It's not that I don't feel bad and terrible if someone else is upset, but I internalize all my feelings and don't take care of the other person, and I just don't show... I don't express myself. I, I feel very awkward in the caretaker <laughs> position to the yeah. point where I just avoid it. Right. To the point where I look really cold and a, a jerk. <laughs> I've been in situations, I'm thinking of two in my head. Can you talk about them? Yes. It's going to make me sound like a big jerk. But That's you okay. Guys, we already this know is, that. This is deep, you guys. All right. So, Guys, respect uh, him. This don't is really laugh. deep. I, it's going to make me sound like a bad person. But I can't wait. This I really am not a bad person, you guys. Okay. <laughs> you saying that yourself. So, Where's your EQ for that? I'm not a bad person. Uh, I'm not. I just, I cannot put myself in the caretaker role. Okay. Do let's... not come to me with your problems. Okay. Because I will make you feel worse. <laughs> All right. I'm going to come to you with a problem next you time don't I have want one. Admit. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay. So the first situation I'm thinking of is when I was about, um, I want to say 14 years old, my grandfather died. And I was over at my grandmother's house shortly after. And I was playing World of Warcraft on the computer. And right behind me, um, she started just like busting out crying. Right? And it was just us in the room. In the living room. So Where, The grandmother you live with? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I was just playing World of Warcraft on my computer, ignoring the fact that she was bawling behind me. And my... Oh, no, I lied. My uncle was there too. And then we were both a little bit like, oh, what do we do? But my uncle ended up, like, consoling her. Is that how you say that? Or consoling? Yeah. Consoling? Consoling. Consoling her. And, like, looked at me like, like, like what the hell? Because I'm the one that's closer to her, but he is the one who did it. Right. And I just felt really weird. And it's, I'm never going to forget the fact that I just chose to ignore that. And instead of, like, being like, hey. You know, how old were you? 14. I would do it now. And I'm 27. Right. I don't think it's a bad way for someone who's that age and a boy to respond like right. 14 years old that's like right in the period where i mean that's a little bit after puberty i guess might happen a little i mean it I was guess like it depends. the beginning of puberty for me i was right. a late bloomer so i mean <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're not sure how you should be handling emotions like your your own emotions are going crazy and right. messed up and now you're expected to like know at 14 how to deal with others but Joe, Had anyone else died previously in your life no, he significant was the, he was the biggest and most significant so, to this day right obviously. so i mean you were 14 you didn't know what to do like right. maybe you're like uh i guess not doing anything is probably better i'll just ignore it that's going to be better in this situation i don't know i i like that you're coming to this conclusion but i know for a fact that that's not the reason i did it and i know for a fact that today at 27 years old i'd do the same thing I thought you just said you wouldn't do that. No, I said I would do the same thing. Oh, you would do the same thing. And, and then another situation that I'm talking about is that a couple of years ago, a friend was talking to me about um, her situation with um, another person in their life, trying to be vague, and started crying. And I'm like, oh, shoot. And uh, just like froze up and like didn't offer any consolation man i i don't i can't do it i cannot be a caretaker wow i know i'm i i, I cannot be a caretaker see if if someone cries then i'm around them i don't like immediately jump up and go throw my arms around them and like it'll, it'll be okay but like I feel for them, man. I'm like, man, they're crying. Like, I feel for them, but I, I just gotta like, do something. Like, I gotta, I gotta help. Like, I gotta, 
I gotta do what I can. Don't cry. It's okay. Yeah. They're there. <laughs> <laughs> They're there. They're and there. You just tap them with the with the end of a broomstick. <sighs> uh, that's how I handle uh, yeah, things. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, if Michaela's crying about something. Oh, it's different. If it's Adria, I would be all over that. You know? But your grandmother. No, no. Let's just ignore. Yeah, she, Adria's the only, probably the only person that I would be okay wow, with being Jake. that person for. That really hurts, man. <laughs> And, and how are you gonna handle this situation yeah <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> awkward it really is awkward man. <laughs> but why why is she the only one like why can't if you're able to do it with her why not other people i don't know i mean there is there is a sense of like i have to do it because she's my girlfriend you know what i mean so there's that drive that i kind of like i know i have to be in that position and mm. she would be very upset if I couldn't be that person. So I think obligation, now that I'm really thinking about it, obligation is like a very major driving force for me. And In a lot of situations no or obli- just this one? Yeah, th- this, All I think a lot of, of, of my life, like if I feel like I'm obligated, if I'm obliged to do something, then I will do it, even if I don't want to. But yeah. in a situation like that where I feel like I have some sort of choice, I'll just shut down completely. <laughs> Man, Interesting. Yeah, it's messed up. I don't think it's messed well, up. No, it probably I, is messed up, but I don't know. I guess I'll work it out at some point in my life. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> at some point, I'll come around. Yeah. So the next one we're going to talk about is number 37. When I talk to people, I tend to talk about their experiences rather than my own. And we're going to talk about this one because of how fitting it is for this episode so far. Uh, I answered that I tend to talk about other people's experiences rather than my own. And Jake answered that he talks about himself more mm-hmm. than other people. And if you've noticed, listeners, Jake has done like 75% of the talking this episode. And we didn't even really plan that. Maybe, okay, maybe I've done a little more than 25%. Maybe it's more like 60-40. Would you well, agree? I, yeah. Uh, I, it is a little bit me heavy. I, I admitted that. A second ago. Yeah, you brought it up. Not even me. <clears throat> yeah. I just think it's interesting that we didn't plan that at all. And then this was one of the yeah. questions we had down here. Uh, th- I think that's how I've always been. I tend to let other people talk about their issues than talk about my own because I can handle things myself. I don't necessarily need to talk to someone to work through something oh, I'm thinking th- about. I don't think that was the primary point of that. Uh, I mean, it's I think just, it's, it's a, just I, I'm not saying it's the primary point. I'm thinking it's like, like a deciding factor in, in oh, your okay. answer, however. Right. Like, I don't know. Maybe not, though, because I don't see you as a person that needs to talk to other people. No, not at all. I, I said that I talk about myself because I have my own experiences, and I like to tell people about those experiences so that we can relate to it. And then maybe they can talk about something um, that relates to something that I've done already. But originally, yeah, I try to focus on what I know, which is my own experiences. Right. So maybe I'm thinking about it the wrong way. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I guess it, it, it depends on how you came into this. Um, I like letting other people talk about their issues because it's easier for people to relate to things when it's themselves. Right. Uh, if you're trying to get them to relate to something, but it's about you, that can be harder to get the point across because they haven't necessarily felt what you felt. So they might not understand what you're trying to say. Right. So that's that. Let's move on. Well, the last one we want to talk about is um, 
the 50th question, which was, I usually stay emotionally detached when watching a film. And this is more than just film. It can be TV, books, any, any, media. any type of media. Yeah. Right. Video games. And we both said strongly disagree. Uh, and the reason we're talking about it is because Joe was surprised that I said strongly disagree. I am surprised that you answered that way based on how what I know about you or how I know you mm-hmm. and the way you answered previous questions. I'm surprised that... Uh, you find it hard to stay detached. Can you stay um, detached if I don't, you want I don't to? I don't try to stay detached. I actually purposely try to empathize and be in the emotions of a movie. I wonder, I'm thinking about this now, I wonder if it's because uh, I want to express myself emotionally through something I know is fake, yeah. through something that I know is not my actual life or experiences, so it's kind of like venting. Mm-hmm. For instance... Um, the first season of This Is Us, I watched faithfully, and there were several episodes where I actually cried, like, and I loved it. Like you know? it tears was, streaming down your face, or just like tears, a little bit dude. of like welling up. Oh no, not just welling up. There was like huh. there was tears, and it felt so great because it's so rare. I don't. And I, I think I'm more comfortable doing that because it was there was like no one around me. One time, Adria was there. I don't think I've ever watched and finished a TV show and not cried at the finale. Even The Office, you were saying. Even, I don't like, know if you mentioned sitcom- it on the podcast. I think I have. Sitcoms and stuff like that. I tear up and I cry at the end. Scrubs. Yeah, Scrubs. That 70s show. The Office. Uh, Community, which I'm rewatching, and I'm starting to get near the end, so I know I'm going to tear up and cry eventually at that. Like, I just can't help it. Because mm. you get, I get emotionally invested to these characters that I've spent seasons with. And now that's just the end. I that's, think you're not done. you're not properly enjoying the form of media if you're not letting yourself get emotionally involved. Right. Because I've you're only like half experiencing it. Oh, um, me too. You, Bioshock you, Infinite. I cried Bioshock a little Infinite bit at the gotcha? end. I don't think I I don't think I teared up at that the ending of that. Basically, mainly because I was confused by the ending. It was, it was a little weird. It was far-fetched. a weird ending. Uh, but have you played uh, Life is Strange? Not yet. Balled my eyes out. That's an episodic game that you could beat in a day. It's like 10 hours. Yeah. Uh, Balled my eyes out at the end of that. It was so good. So well done. One of my favorite Hmm. games of all time. Um, I just, I don't know, five minutes into watching something and I'm emotionally invested. Like there could be a 10 minute short video, a short movie on YouTube and I would be invested in it and I might cry at the end of it. Hmm. I can't help it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel, even if it's happy. Sometimes I like my I start welling up from happiness if I watch a happy video. So, so if someone is crying, you can't go comfort them. I shut down, yeah. But you're comfortable watching something fake because I and know that feeling emotionally involved with that and crying. Yeah, that's I, weird. I don't know why. That's weird. I don't if you know can why. do it with a fake medium, why can't you do it with someone something that's real? Like why can't you empathize with someone really going through something hurtful? I don't know. I don't know. It's some, probably something really deep down say, that I don't know. Say you were like, okay, say the first season of This Is Us is real. Okay. And you were a very close friend of one of the characters. Would you, like, cry if they were going through that? Or would you just be like, I don't know how to deal with this and walk away? I, w- I would try to get myself out of the situation as soon as possible. And then I might feel sad about it. And I might cry on my own time. <laughs> right. But, but not I with them. I would never let myself cry with somebody else, besides maybe Adria. Or, you know, like, I don't know. When eventually my mom or my dad dies, I'll probably cry with my family. But, like, that's it. Man, that's weird. 
if it is was, weird. If, if I, I wish I wasn't. Mine, if a friend was hurt enough and they were like going through enough, I would probably cry with them. I can see myself doing that. I feel like that's such a weird situation, though. It would be weird, but, I mean, that's life, yo. Life's weird, man. I don't know. If I was crying and then someone else that, like, was in the room with me, first off, well, I wouldn't let that happen. If it did happen, I'd go away into another room and be like, I need to be alone. (laughs) Or, and especially if someone walks in and decides to cry with me, I'm like, who do you think you are? (laughs) You get out of this room. Maybe, maybe right they, but maybe that's what they need. Maybe they just need someone to be there and cry with them. You don't know that. See, Put that's yourself in someone else's shoes. Oh, it, that's that song. Uh, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do, so I sit down and I cry too. I, I've always thought that line was stupid. I'm like, you're so lame. You don't know <laughs> wow. what else to do. Wow, you're calling you me just so lame. Sit down with your girlfriend and start crying with her. What? A maybe loser. she needs that. Maybe that's what she needs. <laughs> Oh, maybe, but I think that's so pathetic. I'm such a jerk. <laughs> I oh guess I'm God. pathetic in your eyes. Not too. you, Joe. I'm I don't, crying. I don't think you're pathetic. I'm crying. I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> Man, just every episode has just been like Jake is a, a jerk. And then maybe there's some redeeming episodes, and then here we go again. Like, wow, this guy has no heart. You have a heart. It's just, it's just like the <laughs> Grinches at the beginning small. of the movie. You know. Oh. Your, your heart Again, is a like, Grinch heart pre-growth. It's not that I don't feel things for the other person. I just don't express them mm-hmm. with them. Maybe that you need to put yourself in the other person's shoes and know that that's what they would it like. And see, yeah, you're right. Because it's hard for me to do that because when I'm you in their shoes, want the same thing. I wouldn't want them. I would push everything away and everyone and, and away. And you'd have to make that analysis per person because mm. someone you know might not like that. They might feel like you do and not expect you to do that and be weird if you did. But then there'd be other people that would be grateful and like, I don't know, you'd be closer after that because of it. And I don't know. They, they I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. You'd be closer with that person. Yeah, Jake. What I'm saying is, next time I'm going through something, I need you, man. <laughs> Come over. We can cry together. Yeah, just cry with me. <laughs> we can watch the first season of This Is Us. All right, sounds good. <laughs> we'll do it. Moving on to song of the week. Man, that, that took time. a lot more time than I expected. We're almost an hour in. Yeah, it's good stuff though. What do we got? My song of the week, as I was explaining earlier, uh, I was my first week of school, so I didn't really look at new music at all what i can say is that i was binging gfbf um what's it called again i'm not well i'm not well that was last my last week song of the week i it really grew on me all week i listened to it so many many times you like it it. so good yeah i love that song and uh i listened to their other stuff they Not only have good. one other song don't no, they? no there's several other songs oh they only yep. have one other song on spotify they're definitely more like Poppy. Punk. No, no, no. They're oh. more punky than usual. Oh. Than oh. that song. I, I really like, obviously, the the heavier pop influence of I'm Not Well more than yep. they usually do. But uh, lyricism, they're very good at. They're very good at um, words, which I am not right now. <laughs> they uh, are very good <laughs> they're at very um, good. the word thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, great. so and my we're, song we're writing week, a short story. Yeah. This is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so mine was, I got to admit, it was really um, half donkeyed for you guys. Uh, half what? Half donkeyed. What's what a donkey? That? What's another word for a donkey? Oh, uh-huh. PG, keeping it, keeping keeping it, it PG. family friendly. Even at the cost of my own, like, being lame. <laughs> uh, 
It's by Small Pools. I used to listen to him quite a bit. Uh, what was the song called that I listened to? Let me get back in there real quick. Yeah, the song that I really liked from Small Pools from several years ago was Dreaming. I binged that a lot. I was listening to a lot of Small Pools and American Authors, which I think I've featured in a song of the week. Uh, so what I decided to do was feature a pretty good track that I thought was um, was great from uh, Small Pools. And it's a relatively recent track, seven months ago. 351,000 views, not necessarily underground, but it is called Million Bucks. So here's 30 seconds of that. So that's just like a general uh, summer carefree music from Small Pools. As I said, it was uh, released several months ago uh, during June. So that's like the prime time for those light, uh, lesser dense instrumentals. Um, and, you know, give it a look. Songs, <laughs> give it a look real deep. Songs that you'd listen to in a convertible with the top down with your homies driving to the beach. With your girls, your California girls. Yeah. With Snoop I liked it. D-R-D-L-G. It was pretty good. I've never even heard of Small Pools. Yeah. Oh, really good, though. You should, seriously should look into him. I will. Uh, I will, Strong Jake. album uh, when he was doing Dreamin'. All right, Joe. What's your song of the week? My song of the week comes courtesy of someone sitting in the room right now who has no. been quiet for most of the episode. Henry? Henry the Cat. Henry the Cat Chase. Henry, Henry the Cat Chase. Uh, This is... I don't even know how to introduce it. My song of the week comes courtesy of Adria, whom you might have heard of before. It is Coattails by Broods. I don't really know anything about them other than that they're a brother-sister duo. Are they brother-sister duo or maybe they're like husband and wife? I should Google that real quick. (laughs) That's important. There's a big difference there. Uh, They are brother and sister. I Googled it just to be sure. Anyway... I really enjoyed this song from the first time that I heard it, and for about a week after Adria sent it to me, I probably listened to it like 40 or 50 times in a week. I had it on uh, the top of my Discover Weekly playlist, and I just played it over and over again because I really like it. So here is 30 seconds of Coattails by Broods. Between the eyes And our souls are meant to be so And our fans are only to hold Then I can't do what I'm told So we'll ride the coattails To the finish line I don't hear the stretch bells chime anymore And the reason I know that you really love that song is that uh, you sing lines of the chorus, I think, when we were randomly just like playing some playing PUBG, PUBG like we always yeah. do. It's been stuck in my head. Yeah. Uh, my song of the week next week is actually even more catchy than this one and has been in my you head. You have it planned? I have a song picked for next Dang. week. Yes. My, so look forward to that. My next week song. I don't think a song has been stuck in my head like this one has been for a long time. I gotta up my game. So 
anyway, Coattails by Broods. You can check out their other stuff. Uh, nothing really struck a chord with me like this song did. I listened to... Uh, Coattails was on their first EP that they released back in, I think, like 2012 or something like that. I don't remember when. Um, and they put out a few full-length albums since then, which I've listened to. Nothing really as good. I mean, it's not bad music. It's enjoyable, but I don't know. Nothing great, in my opinion. Right before we close out Song of the Week, uh, remember when I did American Teen by Khaled as yes, my Song of the Week? I do. I was very excited. I bought the album from Boom Moose after having to explain to an employee like what the album was, who it was by. She had never heard of him. And I was looking in the pop. I was looking in... Uh, some dance and it didn't even occur to me that I should look in hip hop uh, I felt like an idiot when she was finally <laughs> like oh do you mean this guy in hip hop I was like Ugh, yes anyway that album was not good I no? feel it was probably one of the worst decisions you, I've ever made why didn't you listen to it on Spotify because I was already at Blue Moose and I was pretty confident by the sound of American Teen that I would at least enjoy the CD for my money's worth not so much. Wow. American Teen's good, though, dude. Make more songs like that. Was the rest of it more And I don't mean to be slanderous. It just wasn't for me. Oh. Yeah, it was a little bit more hip-hop-ish. Wow, that's a bummer. Yeah. So let's move on, guys. Writing um, prompts. Writing prompts. Speed yeah, writing. Speed writing, man. Let's go find a prompt. Okay, so we just picked a writing prompt. Uh, took us a little bit to find one we liked, but we found one where we settled on. The solar system is actually surrounded by a huge shield that the humans have just discovered. You are an alien engineer in a control room enjoying a bowl of soup and see a small forgotten red light pulsing under the monitor showing a breach in the shield. We will be back in 15 minutes. In the meantime, please enjoy this soothing, comforting, relaxing heartbeat. No, not heartbeat. <laughs> just kidding. I'm going to do smooth jazz with smooth the saxophone. Jazz. Smooth jazz. Brought to you by Jacob Lashlon. <laughs> Brought to you by Walmart. you think of that that was funny dude yeah it's yeah i enjoyed that more than i thought i would good all right well let's uh let's get to reading them yeah want to read yours yeah i'll read mine first i feel decent about mine um mine has some references in it okay that uh might go over some listeners heads uh i don't know that you'll even get all of them uh because i don't know if you've read or watched the last reference in the story. So we'll see what comes of it. Uh, you guys right. might not like it, but I enjoyed writing it. So I don't really care what you guys think. <laughs> I'm not empathetic at all. <laughs> I scored a 10. <laughs> I scored a 10. I stared in confusion at the light blinking slowly below the monitor. I didn't even think that light worked, to be honest. I've worked in this control room for over 300 years, and I've never once seen that light come on. 
I wasn't even sure of the protocol. Do I call someone? Is there something I'm supposed to do? I know what it is. It's probably a mistake. I bet a fuse or breaker somewhere tripped and it's causing the light to come on. I dug around in the fuse panel underneath the control desk I was sitting at, but everything appeared to be in working order. None blown. I checked the breaker box behind the door that leads into the control room. None tripped. I rolled my chair over to the shelf of manuals for different machines in the room. I found the book I needed, pulled it from the shelf, and blew off what had to be 500 plus years of dust. Blinking lights and what they should mean to you. Perfect, I thought to myself. I opened the book from the back and flipped to the index. I thumbed through the entries until I found an entry for lights that haven't blinked in 300 plus years. How topical. I turned to that section and found the exact line I needed. I began to read about the light that was flashing and realized that light meant something much worse than I had originally anticipated. If light 657 sector B row A is blinking, one of the following has occurred. A fuse has blown. Nope. A breaker has tripped. Nada. A hole has opened in the shield surrounding the human galaxy, and they conveniently found the hole. They probably have sent a ship through at this point, and are exploring past their allotted portion of space. You're in trouble. Crap. I rolled my chair back to my desk, picked up the phone, and dialed our convenient emergency number. 018-999-8819-9119-7253. After dialing the number, I waited for an answer. A voice on the other end picked up. They spoke Qualivian, which I hadn't heard in years. I thought hard and answered her question. It appears there's a hole in the space shield, ma'am, and I'm unsure how to proceed. In a cool, collected voice, she answered, Eliminate them. What? I said, taken aback. Eliminate them. Just the ship? No, all of them. You want me to eliminate the entire human race? Yes. Her voice was emotionless. It chilled me to the bone. Okay, I guess. I hung up the phone and rolled back to the terminal with the red light slowly flashing. I twisted a few knobs and adjusted a few dials. I picked up a pair of headphones and slid them on. I pressed the button beneath the microphone and began to speak. Hello, humanity. The entire planet went silent. I'm the security administrator for Quadrant 5 of space. I oversee your galaxy and any others that call Q5 their home. I heard screams. Unfortunately, it appears that because you have breached the edge of your galaxy and have passed into the neutral zone, you must be eliminated. It is with great sorrow that I bring you this news, and I hope you have enjoyed your existence. I let go of the talk button and expected to hear even more screaming than I heard before. To my surprise, however, I was met with complete silence. Then, I faintly began to hear singing. It was a song I was familiar with and told me they had accepted their fate, and they were ready for me to push the button that would eliminate their entire galaxy. Through the headphones, I heard them singing, So long, and thanks for all the fish. No, I don't know what that is. That's great. That last line is a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh. If you didn't pick up on it, I don't know if you've read the book or seen the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole tone of the book is that, like, the entire galaxy and, like, everything we know of is just kind of like one big joke. And, like, no one takes it seriously. So uh, I tried to have that tone through the whole story with, like, the really long emergency number that makes no sense and, you know, just needing to eliminate an entire galaxy because they explored too far, that type of thing. I tried to keep it lighthearted and a little goofy. Yeah, that was fun. That was, I love that uh, IT crowd reference. <laughs> I thought you'd great. like that. I loved it. All right, what do you got? Let's hear yours. <clears throat> Hi, my name is Zorg, a Flurgan space engineer in charge of the Milky Way galaxy. 
I graduated at the very bottom of my class, so I was assigned to the easiest galaxy in space. The only intelligent life that was even semi-capable of breaching their own galaxy was a species that called themselves humans on planet Earth. Though primal in a lot of ways, they had made recent advancements that has made the Interstellar Security Agency a bit wary. It is only when a species becomes aware and breaks through the shield around their home galaxy that contact is made, whether it be an aggressive takeover or a diplomatic mano e mano, as the humans like to say. I minored in human sociology. I had been in charge of the Milky Way for a relatively short time, only 400 Earth years, when one day the unthinkable happened. I had admittedly become less aware of my job and accepted that I had it the easiest out of everyone, so I got very lazy. I would only check the monitors and switchboard a few times a day to see if any break could be detected, but mostly I just sat on social media at work and enjoyed VR sessions with my buddies. This particular night, I had been enjoying a nice hot bowl of porg noodle soup, yes they actually exist, when I noticed something out of the corner of my eye, a flashing red light. At first I thought nothing of it, but as soon as I realized what it was, I sprang up so fast my boiling hot soup flew into the air and splashed down on me, burning my Blancos to the third degree. The humans had did it. They had broken through the barrier, howling in pain, rubbing my poor Blancos. I, <laughs> I hobbled... <laughs> that was when I laughed uncontrollably. I hobbled over to the monitor and saw that the North Koreans had successfully discovered and punched through the shield in one go, a task that is rarely done. Surely the humans were far more capable than the ISA had anticipated. I picked up the direct line to the head of ISA, a line that I had previously never used, but had been used by the previous watcher thousands of years before. He picked up immediately, and although he answered professionally, he couldn't hide his befuddlement once he read it was from the guy in charge of the Milky Way galaxy. Zorg? Is this an accident? Did someone actually break through? I told him, indeed, the North Korean humans discovered and broke the shield within a day. The North Korean humans? How do we proceed, sir? I glanced over at the switchboard. Two large buttons marked destroy and contact now slowly blinked, awaiting a response. The director let out a long sigh. The North Korean humans are a subspecies that are particularly aggressive and unpredictable. If they are indeed the most advanced of the humans, we have no choice but to destroy the entire planet. And it was that day on the human calendar, June 12th, 2038, we sent a large planet-destroying asteroid to Earth for the second time. That was great. Thanks. I liked it a lot. I, as soon as the, as the end when I realized I wanted to have them send an asteroid, I'm like, oh, I should make it. I should insinuate that they were the ones who caused the Ice Age. So yeah. yeah, that was that cool. that little bit about the direct line. Yep. Yeah. That was cool. I like the uh, the grammar you made up, <laughs> the Blancos. <laughs> rubbing his poor Blancos. Rubbing his poor Blancos. I just thought it was great because I could use, you know, the fact that aliens have a different language to circumvent our PG show. Exactly. And it was very it was Rick and Morty-esque. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Good job. Thanks. All right. That about wraps up our show this week, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. This was a long show, I think. I think so. Uh, yeah. Probably around an hour or so long, which is not a bad thing. Not at all. Uh, we'll catch you back next week for episode 46. See you later, guys. Later, dudes. Later, dudes.